Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 5 of the Presidential Precinct's Global Founders Podcast. On Global Founders, you will hear from trusted voices who are working in communities around the world to further any of the precinct's six core focus areas. We hope that these conversations will spark new ideas, encouraging and empowering leaders in their work. Thank you for spending the next few minutes with us, and welcome. It's going to be a great conversation. I have with me two amazing individuals. Um, one, Radu Rakotusami Manana. We were so grateful to have him with us here at the Presidential Precinct for his Fellowship Institute back in 2017. Um, he's now serving as a public relations officer with the Women Lead Movement in Madagascar. Welcome, Radu. Hey, thank you, Drew. Well, thank you for your introduction. And uh, also, Jillian Randolph, who is the Communications and Impact Officer with Chasky Global. Hi, Jillian. Hi, Drew. Thank you guys for being here. Um, and so these two were part of an incredible reciprocal exchange that was hosted and funded by uh, the Mandela Washington Fellowship and IREX back in March of 2023. And we're excited today to hear a little bit more about their reciprocal exchange and what exactly they were collaborating on. Um, so Radu, I wonder if first you would tell us a little bit more about yourself, uh, your work and, and what you do with Women Lead Movement. Hi, Drew. I am a human rights lawyer with a particular focus on advocating for the rights of um, women, children, persons with disabilities and um, sexual and gender minorities in Southern Africa. So then I serve as, um, as you said, I serve as a public relations officer for Women Lit Movement, Madagascar. Amazing, amazing. And Jillian, how did you get connected with these folks? And, and tell me just about how this fits into the work that you do with Chasky Global. Oh my goodness. Well, uh, as you know, Drew, I've been in and around Chasky for quite a long time. And I even did a little bit of a tenure with the presidential precinct back in 2018 and, and 2019. Uh, so uh, another Yali alum and presidential precinct alum, uh, Unja, uh, was a fellow in 2019. And I had the chance to meet with her as well as another fellow, uh, Malene Roussel, uh, from South Africa, who founded a women lead movement in South Africa. And once they met at the presidential precinct uh, during their fellowship, they worked together to launch a new chapter of women lead movement in Madagascar. So although they are within the same umbrella organization, but in each place, their activities look uh, a little different. And so with Chasky, we were involved because Chasky does some, some workshops with fellows uh, to really look at data storytelling and how to perfect this pitch while also bringing data to the forefront of their stories to really convince uh, any stakeholder, really public, private, individual, you know, government liaison, whoever, uh, to really convince them of their um, passion for the work and their inspiration for the work. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm hearing just um, an incredibly strong theme of partnership here. I know that Chasky has been a great academic partner in our Mandela Washington Fellowship Institute at the Presidential Precinct, uh, giving communications and storytelling workshops with fellows for many years. So I wonder if you would just give me a little bit deeper of a dive on Women Lead Movement as a whole, kind of the story of it, and what priorities in your work are right now. Um, yeah, Women Movement is a not-for-profit organization working on um, gender equality and social inclusion 
in Africa, in Africa, and um, the HQ is based in South Africa. So then we have uh, now Women in Movement Madagascar, South Africa and Women in Movement Madagascar. Um, so then Women in Movement Madagascar has been incepted in Charlottesville, um, like in, back in 20, 2019, by Unja and Meline. And so then both were Mandela Washington fellows placed at the um, precinct. So the objective of, um, of um, women lead movement is to close the gender gap in Africa and then um, promote so social inclusion um, everywhere we go and everywhere we are um, implemented. Then the women lead movement is promised to be this organization, um, to be that Pan-African organization um, that can advance women's rights and gender equality it's education and advocating for um, an equal environment in, um, in, in which gender is seen as a strength. And we do a lot of work as well in terms of gender justice, then we are promoting girls' rights. Um, we are dealing with, um, like we are covering several like human trafficking, GBVs, um, and even we are talking about um, um, access to reproductive care and and many more. Absolutely, and with so many pressure, pressing issues that that you all are are working to tackle, I'm sure it can be challenging to try to focus in on one and to figure out really where to put your efforts and and your energy. Exactly, our biggest challenge um, when it comes to promoting gender equality is to find um, this connecting line with customs and cultures. And sometimes it's quite difficult. Like, and well, what, what we do is just to try to be diplomatic maybe, but we never, we never try that conf confrontational way. It's really clear watching you guys work, how inclusive you are in your approach, that you're really gauging it as a conversation with whoever it is, because culture, you know, I think when we talk about it, we think about it like this macro thing. So it's like, okay, Malagasy culture is this one thing. And it's not like Malagasy culture is very different in the capital than it is out in the West, than it is two hours outside of the capital to the North, you know? And the work that you guys are doing because it is around the country in these different areas are really understanding like localized cultures and trying to figure out what does gender look like here? What does inequality, how does it take shape here? And how can we merge those values with, you know, inclusion to promote this gender equal society? And it's very, it's a very nuanced and difficult thing. But when watching you guys engage, you know, you are able to get people so excited by it and to really relate to the content that you're sharing. And amazing to me too, that women lead movement can exist across the continent, but then you still have this localized context and, and you're really taking the time to, to study and understand uh, both through your lived experience, but also through the experience of people in the community that you're working to benefit, what exactly is needed and how you can enter into that space effectively. So I'm curious how data factors into all this. Jillian, earlier you mentioned that data was a big priority for the work that you were doing through the reciprocal exchange specifically. Tell me how data factored in and exactly how that uh, looked in the work that you did while you were on the ground. So, so how data factors in. So at Chosky, we 
Uh, we are a creative agency that helps organizations tell their story through intentional design and strategic communications that inspire action and amplify causes. And the way we do this is by placing data at the forefront of these stories, because once you start to integrate it, it can really bring the story alive and really make it so that uh, people can connect with it on many different levels. And the fellows had a little bit of a taste of this while they were at the presidential precinct because uh, we teach them how to uh, put data into their personal pitch to describe themselves and the causes that they're working for. But on an organizational level, the amount of data that you have can be so massive. Uh, so one of the opportunities that arose while I was in country was that uh, the I think it was the UNDP had recently released a report on um, sexual and gender-based violence, gender inequality uh, in Madagascar for uh, the year ending in 2022. And so I was able to go to a meeting with UNJA where they were presenting this data um, and to see how Women Lead Movement could start to integrate this into communications for the gala that we were organizing. And so in the speeches we were preparing in uh, the communications materials and everything, we were trying to put data into that to really paint the picture of what is the situation like here uh, in Madagascar. And I think also on, on the organizational level to really work with Women Lead Movement to see, you know, how are you guys already collecting data on how you all are functioning, on your programs and things like that. How do you integrate that into your, you know, just peer-to-peer -peer communications with somebody who might be, you know, an influencer for your work or an advocate for your work uh, or just another stakeholder who can really, you know, help you get to the next level of partnership with another organization? Uh, how do you integrate that? Uh, because a lot of times with organizations we're looking at, you know, are they fiscally responsible? What are their monitoring and evaluation practices looking like? So really, you know, sitting down and saying, you know, what metrics are you already collecting? How can we integrate that into the pitch that WLM has for private, public, you know, government stakeholders? Well, is there any more background to the Latcha project that you all want to include in here before we kind of get into the, the gala specifically? Okay, uh, the Elatra project is uh, a project that's been in the work with Women Lead Movement for, on I think since the inception of the organization <laughs> in 2019, yeah. Um, and like I said, it's um, main goal is to identify survivors of sexual and gender-based violence and human trafficking in Madagascar and connect them with employment opportunities. Uh, because we know that uh, economic dependence is a large risk factor for suffering from sexual and gender-based violence and human trafficking. And so they really want to, you know, uh, implement this project to really get at that, at the root cause of um, a very prevalent issue. So the project will identify beneficiaries um, conduct training for them so that they are equipped to enter into their jobs with private sector partners, and then also actually provide psychological support. So there's a partnership with the National Association of Psychologists so that each woman has um, psychological 
support and help as they're sort of reintegrating back into this uh, working society as well. So uh, we signed, okay, well, I'll get to that later because that's the gala. <laughs> <laughs> well, just uh, like a bit of background as well. And um, energy means, like, literally means wings. So then we give wings to, 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 to the survivors um, by equipping them with um, supports, like, be it like psychological supports or other, other forms of supports like trainings, because we, we well, before embarking on something on a, like a professional, um, the things that need to be um, trained. So then there is a boot camp and we organize a boot camp so they can be trained, but they have like soft skills. They have, um, so then they'll be trained in soft skills. They have the psychological support that they need before before signing a contract um, of employment. So then after that, um, when we, because we, if we, 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 we do a kind of assessment between the, the time they are in the, the boot camp and before they got engagement with um, the, um, the company, uh, what we give is, a kind of wings for them to 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 fly to to this economic independence and they can thrive and i think one more thing i'd want to add is that i think alatra is also a really good culmination of skills that women lead movement has built over the past few years of activities as well as a culmination of something that i think you all really believe in which is public private partnerships to impact social development and, and social outcomes. Uh, because this, this project relies on uh, both government involvement through the identification of some victims, right? And then um, the public sector with the National Association of Psychologists and the private sector to um, provide employment for for the women through relationship with women lead movement. So it really is all three actors, all three sections coming together uh, to produce this program that I think will have wonderful, wonderful results on both individual levels and the community level. That's incredible, you guys. So what I'm hearing is maybe to start with a bit of strategic work, some planning in terms of the approach and the strategies that Women Lead Movement is taking. I know there were some workshops involved, particularly through uh, the Alatra program and talking to some of the direct beneficiaries uh, that Women Lead Movement works with to make sure that you know there's that collaboration going on. And then uh, a conclusion of a big gala at the end of your trip, is that um, also something that we need to hear more about? Oh, yeah, we had a great time. <laughs> uh, one thing that uh, Chaskia has worked with before is, you know, using data to tell stories in, in different ways, you know, like how can we engage multiple audiences at the same time with data in a way that we haven't really seen before. And so as a part of this gala, we did an art exhibition and a fashion show with uh, a local designer named Emmy Ga, who also is very involved in um, advocacy for gender minorities in, in Madagascar. And so she designed a line inspired by um, instances of sexual and gender-based violence 
And then we had other artists that were exhibiting um, paintings and clothing that were also inspired by, you know, women reclaiming their bodies uh, in light of instances of violence. And so uh, as a part of this gala, we invited so many individuals. <laughs> the list was so, so long. So many <laughs> phone calls were sent out. Um, and it was really amazing. And so, uh, you know, and at the end of it, we had um, our partners uh, who we were signing the um, par the partnership agreements with to employ the women so that it was really an example of, you know, we are bringing private sector to the forefront of, you know, fighting against gender inequality and really trying to make a difference. And so um, the embassy was also involved, a public affairs officer. Uh, also made a speech and we were really able to, you know, paint the picture of what the problem is mm -hmm. in Madagascar, mm -hmm. but then mm -hmm. also show how Women Lead Movement was offering a solution. And then to also have these different levels of, of visual engagement happening so people could really have that opportunity to individually connect and then to also see, you know, what they can do to help solve this problem, which is support Women Lead Movement. Yeah. Yeah, um, so then I would add that, well, we started with three companies that, um, like, we we are still working with other companies and we're still, like, you know, prospecting other companies to work with us because when we, when, when the three of them, because, like, it's been years that we're working on editor projects. Yeah, and even after, I think, the media coverage from the event to just showing that this happened, mm -hmm. these you know, um, companies were present, you know, everybody's sort of flocking to Women Lead Movement <laughs> for this work now yeah. uh, because they they are being recognized for the work that they're doing as an expert in the work. And so now Women Lead Movement has the opportunity to really, you know, choose organizations and companies that show a clear commitment to their values of promoting a gender equal society and who's gonna be the best partner for Women Lead Movement uh, to do that uh, with this project uh, specifically, which is just, again, I think we talk about often, it is so hard to see impact of your work, especially in international development, but this was, it, it was instant gratification almost, you know, wow. we saw, how the impact of incorporating data into the stories that we're telling, into the pitches that we're doing. And we saw those partnerships come to life um, at each stage, really. And so now, just not even a month after, this you know, really large company in Madagascar, who actually couldn't even attend the gala, they sent regrets uh, that they couldn't come. And then they saw the coverage and had a meeting within five days of the gala. Uh, it's just, it's incredible. Wow. And I, you know, I think, um, unfortunately, my assumption when I hear about a big flashy event or a fashion show is that, oh, that's great. And I bet it was a really fun night. But then what? And what I'm hearing from you guys is that is not the case. You all really set this up strategically to both be big and attractive, but also to kind of build and invest in those individual relationships and make sure that you're creating something that will last. And, and that I think is very challenging, but also the most rewarding thing that could possibly come out of something like this. 
Um, so I'll take just a minute to say uh, the, the worst part about podcasting here is that we can't see the incredible images from this fashion show. So maybe everyone needs to go over to the Women Lead Movement or the Chasky Global Facebook and social media pages to see some content on on this incredible event. Make sure you do that after you finish this episode. Yeah. I'll also plug the reciprocal exchange because obviously that has created an incredible partnership for both of you. And we want to make sure that other Mandela Washington Fellowship alumni have the opportunity to do something like this. If if you're inspired by hearing this collaboration and and want to do something with your own organization from the Mandela Washington Fellowship website, reciprocal exchanges enable U.S. business people, industry experts, and organizations to collaborate with fellowship alumni across the continent on projects of mutual benefit to U.S. and African communities. These are generally partnerships that begin during the fellowship when you're on the ground with us here in Charlottesville or Williamsburg, but they're not limited to presidential precinct staff. Obviously, uh, Jillian jumped in as a uh, academic presenter working with uh, Chasky Global. So to wrap us up here, I would love to hear from you all. We've talked about some really big concepts. We've talked about some challenges that are faced in countries all over the world. We talked about some individual terms such as gender sensitization, gender justice, closing the gender gap. Um, And I'm also struck by women lead movements overall goal of promoting a gender equal society. Tell me, in these big, huge goals and these big visions for improvements in our world and in your communities individually, if I'm a young leader, wherever I might be, I'm an alum of the presidential precinct, what would the two of you recommend to take the next step and to really dig into tackling these things that can just seem so daunting to us sometimes? I think on on my reflections of my time in Madagascar, what really sticks out to me is uh, how important relationships and really like building family was. And and you sort of started to touch on this in um, your sort of summary uh, of the event, Drew, was that, you know, it sounds like this massive undertaking that we did. But when we were there, everybody was interacting like we knew each other you know everybody was so so welcoming and and something that we say at Chasky is we respond flexibly and we build family wherever we go and I think that building these really strong interpersonal relationships is just one way that seems so small and sometimes Mm -hmm. not quite so quantifiable but it's how you start to make that change. You know, we talk about uh, women lead movement and and the um, presentations that they do with, you know, youth groups, with groups in the villages and everything. And what they're doing in that approach of being so inclusive is building that interpersonal connection, trying to show that I might not be from here, but I can empathize with you. I hear what you're saying. And I can show you examples in your context of how we can make this change. Many of us started with the local communities then, well, if this is the thing that we can afford for now, just do this because if you believe that what you do for now is the right thing to make impact for your local community, do it. 
and just don't wait for that big occasion for you to do things at a larger scale because this the thing that you do now can be your larger scale amazing you guys well thank you so much for sharing a little bit about this story with us today i know that we could talk for most of the day about this and the individual work that you've done and the work that you plan to do because i know also that this is just the beginning of a great partnership that will continue between Women Lead Movement and Chasky Global. And I have to say on behalf of our presidential precinct team, we're happy to be cheering you on and happy to be supporting you in any way that we can. Um, we'll wrap it up here for this episode of the Global Founders Podcast. Uh, you can find out more about Jillian and Radu on our website uh, through the Chasky Global website and again through social media pages for Chasky Global and Women Lead Movement. Thank you both so much for being with us here today.